0: Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope.
1: Corey, I still love this
0: intro after all these years. Oh, it's such a good intro. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. Jeff, we are on the precipice of 100 episodes.
1: Yes, we are. Oh. But we're not there yet.
0: No, no. Our next episode will be episode 100.
1: Yes, right now we are on episode 99.
0: It is, uh, it's incredible that we are able to, to hit this milestone of, of 100 episodes, and I, I cannot wait to do 100 more, Jeff. Me either, Corey. To celebrate our 100th episode, we are taking a trip down memory lane, a little be kind rewind here on Switch the Envelope, where we're going to be listening to some of our favorite moments over the last 99 or 98 episodes, I guess, uh, where we've interviewed some of our favorite guests.
1: And we've had a lot of real great episodes. And so we're going to share them with you. We've hand picked them, hand selected them, and got them ready to put them out there to the world.
0: Some of our favorite moments with some of our favorite people.
1: Corey, speaking of episodes. Mm What kind of episodes are you watching on Netflix? Well, I or I, Hulu or Disney Plus. Or...
0: I just discovered uh, the show the other two on HBO Max, and uh, the other two, the other two hmm. on HBO Max. It's a it's a comedy, uh, half an hour comedy uh, about two siblings who are sort of failures in life. <laughs> Nice. And they have a younger brother who becomes a pop sensation, and they are the other two kids in the family.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. Kind of a Stefani family kind of
0: a situation. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. This is a show about Eric, not about Gwen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Eric. Yeah. Um, Look, he was an animator on The Simpsons. He's fine. He's fine. What, what are you watching, Jeff?
1: I'm starting to get into the show You. Everyone said it's fantastic. You is fantastic, yeah. So I'm starting to get into that. But you know, Corey, there is one show on Netflix that I heard was fantastic. Oh, there a was a show. A show called Never Have I Ever.
0: It's a great show.
1: And I had never watched that until we had one of the stars of that show. That's right. On our show.
0: And he was a fantastic guest. We had a lot of fun talking to him about his time on Never Have I Ever and some of his other acting roles. And so here is a clip of our interview with Jack Seaver McDonald. He is a talented comedic actor who plays the recurring character of Eric Perkins on the hit Netflix show, Never Have I Ever. Switches, please welcome Jack Seaver McDonald.
2: Hey.
0: (laughs) How you doing tonight, Jack? I'm doing good.
2: I'm doing real good. Uh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. For yeah. Thanks on. for coming on. So, how fun is it to be uh, like a recurring character on a TV show?
2: Oh, it's, it, it's incredibly fun. I mean, it's, um, it's the dream, uh, to be asked back on a show and not just have like a one day part. Um, But, you know, I'm so incredibly lucky that I got to do it on this show because, um, I mean, this season, even with all the, uh, you know, restrictions and trying to be safe with COVID, uh, the cast and crew, they're all honestly really, really nice, fun people, like from the crew grips and camera people to the leads and background people it's all it's really is just like uh going to a summer camp. It's so much fun.
0: That's awesome. I I feel like that that starts at the top with like Mindy Kaling.
2: She definitely cares and like uh has spent a lot of time with the lead of the show, Maitre, Sure. and and they've developed a really uh strong friendship and sort of mentorship it seems like.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool show. Like I- I I was uh, before you you, uh, before I was told that you you know you were a prospective guest on the show I'd I'd actually started watching the show it's one of those where, like um, I go to I find it because I was like I've heard a lot about this show I think it was even uh, prior to season two being released when I actually started it and I realized that somebody had already watched it, and I was like, who, who watched this (laughs) show. on my Netflix. And it turns out my wife had watched it like when it first aired, like a year ago or or whatever. And I was like, you just, you just secretly watched this show and and left me completely out of it. That that first season, I, uh, I only knew
2: the scenes that I was in. So I was also just as charmed by the rest of the show when I got to finally watch it when it came out. And um, yeah, gosh, the heart in this show is so well-written and it's not, there's not a single like over the top or cheesy heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's all very authentic and like relatable topics like grief and anger. And it's, yeah, it's a great show, even the parts I'm not in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jack, speaking of your craft, how long have you been doing this?
2: Uh, well, uh, I've um, enjoyed acting pretty much my whole life, but I joined SAG in 2017. Um, after doing a bunch of background acting, and what was um, your
1: uh, what was your entrance to that? How did you how you get started with it officially?
2: Uh, well, I uh, did. You guys ever hear of the movie "Fighting with My Family" with Florence Pugh? And yeah, I I did a background part on that that uh, ended up getting cut, but because it was like a a SAG voucher uh, on a movie, that sort of Half heart lead me in and helped make me uh, eligible. Right. Um, so then I I was so graciously allowed to pay the uh, exuberant uh, entrance fee
1: <laughs> into SAG. <laughs> Thank you for letting me pay all this money to uh, be in
0: your organization. Did you get mm-hmm. like like a like a free uh, Apple TV or something? Like I, I heard uh, they,
2: they give gifts not for me no
0: i i, I didn't get any uh, sort of extra you, gotta, you gotta call your rep
1: yeah but you know i, know. I think the uh, i think the most famous actors of all time all have that story of getting their first real part and then that scene getting cut and end up on the editing room floor oh yeah well Corey, that was a fantastic interview with jack siever mcdonald i hope uh everybody goes back and listens to the whole thing yeah
0: absolutely yes um, uh,
1: speaking of great interviews, this next one, greatest voice in podcasting.
0: <laughs> yes, he is the best voice in podcasting. And honestly, like from from the previous interview, we became fans of Jack Seaver McDonald and his show. But this next guest that we had, we were already fans before we, we got him on, on our show. And it was a huge honor to sit down and talk with uh Adam Roach from The Secret History of Hollywood and the Attaboy Clarence podcast. And it was it was a dream come true for me, Jeff. I don't know about you.
1: It was great, Corey. He knows so much about the golden age of Hollywood. He is one of those people you just want to sit down and listen to.
0: He's, he's eloquent.
1: <laughs> and, and when I say I want to sit down and listen to him, I mean this guy's voice is amazing.
0: Yeah, I could hear him read the phone book. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we hope everybody enjoys this interview as much as we did.
0: So here's a snippet of our interview with the impeccable Adam Roach. Switches, please welcome to the show, Adam Roach. My pleasure
3: to be here. Lovely to meet you both. How are you?
0: It is an honor to have you, sir. Definitely. Honor <laughs> to have
3: you. Honor to be here. Thank you very much for
0: having me. We are pleased you are a bit of a indie podcast uh inspiration, I think uh where you know you sort of like looking at your, your your journey of podcasting. it was like day job with a podcast uh then you crowdfunded your way into doing podcasting as a career, correct yeah, yeah, and now you are a film producer actually going to create films from the podcast that you created in you know your living room. You know that's that's quite an, <laughs> a, an an incredible journey that you've been on. It's
3: insane, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember like my My working days used to be like twenty-two hours long because I was working as a chef, which you know isn't the most forgiving job in terms of time Um, you'd start early in the morning have a couple of hours off in the afternoon and then you'd finish really late at night and then I'd go home and have to write you know Alfred Hitchcock's life story and try and get it recorded (laughs) and source music and and then I was researching for Warner Brothers story and everything and yeah it was it was like three years of just oh god the, the work I put into everything I was I was working while I was at work I was you know taking a break and reading something up so, yeah, I mean, now, um, yeah, I'm kind of living the dream, really. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Like, I don't understand how <laughs> That's it's <awesome>. happened. To- <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Lots you. of smiling in the Roach household
0: uh, these days, I'm sure, yeah. The, w- the work is much. paid <laughs> off. It's, it's an immense amount of work, uh, yeah, that, that is enjoyed very much, especially on this end of the, uh, the Zoom call.
1: <laughs> if I can piggyback off what like- Corey was saying over here because we are fans of your podcast we listen to it you put up hours and hours 12 yeah. hour podcast on Cary Grant mm. and mm. like how do you do the research for a 12 hour podcast well well it's like every, everyone goes oh
3: why did you write it to be 12 hours and it was like I didn't really set out to do that I just you know I, when I'm when I was coming up with the format for Carrie Grant it was I was going to do three parts. It was going to be, you know, early life. Then the second part was going to be the career. And then the third part was going to be what happened afterwards. And the the career stuff, when it comes to Cary Grant, is surprisingly light. I mean, he just basically existed in Hollywood, didn't really live the life of a celebrity, uh, and starred in movies, basically. He just became incredibly good at keeping himself to himself. So if you actually broke the story down part 1 his early life before hollywood would probably be about 50% of the story his movie career is about 10% of the story and then what happened afterwards is about 40% of the story so there had to be a way of sort of balancing the parts so i've in this series i've i'm going between times i'm going between his early life and the career and the modern modernish day the 80s you know the sort of end of his life <laughs> And, um, it got to the point where I I need to start the story when he was born, obviously. Um, and I want to write up to the point at the end of part one, where he finds out that his mother, um, is still alive. And it was just a case of writing and writing and building the story and building the story. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, this is 212 pages. And I am like, oh, it's like double the length of anything I've done before. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, pr- I pruned it down and I, you know, I got it down and... And it was 12 hours, 14 minutes. And then I thought, well, the second part surely won't be, you know, <laughs> as, as long as that. Surely. last it words. It's 285 pages. And I, <laughs> it's going to be about 17 hours long. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to. And it only covers about 10 years of his life.
2: <laughs> so I don't,
3: I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. I just, yeah, it's just a bit of a whirlwind tornado <laughs> writing process. And just, it just pops out the other end.
0: Now, however, will you then condense all of that into a two-hour film?
3: <laughs> this is the challenge. I'm glad to say, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. well. I'm working on the um, movie adaptation for Shadows, which oh. is uh, the Val Luton story. And my favorite, the, by the way, thank you very much. My favorite series so so far. Yeah, thanks. That's really that's very really kind. The, the thing with Shadows was every single Val Luton biography is so slight. Like there's one, you know, the reality of terror by Siegel, which is like, you know, 120 pages or something. And most of it's just the movies. And then there's the Bansack biography, which is massive, but most of it's about, you know, his effect on people like Scorsese and, um, you know, Spielberg and everything and del Toro. It's not really about him. So went went back to um, the source, basically. Went to the Library of Congress and uh, my friend pulled... All of these uncatalogued letters and diaries and everything that um, he'd written. And this stuff's never been seen before. And it was just so easy to, to look into these and find his voice and, you know, find the way he spoke to people and then give him a soul for the first time. So I think that's why they've said, you know, this is this time now to do the Luton movie. We can finally do this
0: biopic. Fuck, that guy's interesting. <laughs> The full interview actually spans two episodes, and we talked to him about old movies from 1939, and to hear him talk about Clark Gable and uh, Mickey Rooney and whatnot, like it was, it's fantastic. It's definitely worth worth the listen. Uh, part one and part two of the Adam Roach interview.
1: Yeah, it's very important that all everyone go and listen to his podcast, both of them.
0: Yeah, if you're a mo- if you're a movie fan, yeah, at all. Yeah, you want to add that to your your uh, podcast subscription list?
1: They're not like podcasts; they're like um, long form like, documentaries, like a like an
0: audiobook. Well, his his Attaboy Clarence is more of a traditional sort of just like talk about old movies, but the Secret History of Hollywood podcast is yeah, documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary series.
1: Cary Grant. We was we talked about it in that clip. Cary Grant, twelve hour podcast.
0: Yeah, it's it's and it's all great that's the <laughs> that's the kicker is it's 12 hours but it's all incredibly compelling and you know wonderfully produced and worth every minute that you listen to
1: i will say my favorite of his from the secret history of hollywood podcast is the warner brothers yeah warner brothers walt disney's good but the warner brothers is probably the best one
0: the, the warner brothers one is, is that that's the one that's tied into um uh the blood and bullets bullets and blood mm, yeah i think so Next
1: on, our, next on our best of. Next, next up here.
0: Well, we've done some deep diving of our own sometimes. I mean, clearly not as deep as Adam Roach goes on his podcast. But we decided to start doing some movie trivia because Jeff and I like to challenge each other with uh, fun facts <laughs> with, with movies uh, on, on occasion. And we decided let's turn it into a game. Let's invite some people on and, and play a game with them that we also called Switch the Envelope
1: and and because we're because we're good at finding names, we're so we, good at naming things exactly. So we <laughs> named them our quiz, switched the envelope and along this along this journey of of inviting people on, we found some some nice podcast friends. And the first ones we found was the guys from the better than most things podcast, Sean and Max. They were our guinea pigs, I guess they
0: yeah, they beta tested the uh, the game for us. And honestly, I would say that this episode was probably. The most fun I've had during an episode because we kind of just went into this game and went crazy and we had like instant chemistry with these guys. And uh, the game was super fun and it was kind of a, I, I don't know, it, it got weird, <laughs> but in the best way. <laughs> we had fun. We had fun. We and had then, a lot of fun.
1: And definitely go and check out the Better Than Most Things podcast. We have been on their show before. We did a Zack Snyder cut uh, analysis when we were on their show. <laughs> That was a great four-hour watch,
0: <laughs> right, Corey? Uh, they they also have this really fun debate game that we got to play on their on their podcast too, where uh, random things that you have to debate against each other get pulled out of a hat.
1: <laughs> so here we go. This is the quiz game, not just the quiz game. This is the lightning round of the quiz game,
0: in are which high.
1: <laughs> in which in which I was the moderator asking Corey, Max, and Sean. Specific movie related questions. Some of them actually were wrong because of maybe one word being off. Uh, Specifically, listen for the die hard (laughs) question. Here you go. Here's us playing a game with the guys from the Better Than Most Things podcast. (laughs) Question number one, in the original Twilight Zone movie, an accident happened on the set that took the life of the actor Vic Morrow and two child actors. What was the accident? Max. Wait, is that how I buzzed in? Yeah. Oh, sure, Max. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Oh, I wasn't so sure you to buzz in. Uh, we okay, assignment. cool.
0: Um, it was a helicopter accident. Nice. Ooh. Max got it, helicopter accident. Damn, earning points. Yeah. 2 points for Max. He's now only 3 behind second place. Thank God. Hey. Right. Okay, question number 2 in the Mighty Ducks. Fuck. What
1: what is the real name of the team? Corey. What is the real Corey? District 12? No. Anybody else? Fuck.
0: Max. Max. The Brave Ducks. No. I mean, I got to guess. I mean, why not? <laughs> Okay, uh, Sean.
1: Um, Go ahead. The Hurricanes. No. <laughs> the hurricane. It is District, 5, District five. 5. Oh, he was on the right track. Okay. I went okay. fucking
0: Hunger Games for no you, reason. Okay.
1: <laughs> District
0: 12. District 12. Sorry.
1: <laughs> All right. Question number three. <laughs> Get ready, guys. 5, fuck. Get ready. What is the name of the skyscraper in Die Hard? Fast. <laughs> Sean got it. Damn it!
0: Nakatomi
1: Tower. Oh, oh, oh! Max, Max! Nakatomi Plaza? Yes! Damn ah. it! <laughs> you. I know Die Hard. Like, remember That's the cool. question? like, Die Hard, the one guy, go somewhere else,
0: moonlighting. Like, God. All right. I thought I buzzed in second. I didn't know we were going to buzz in again. You have to buzz in again when somebody. All right, all right. Now I know. Now I know. Okay,
1: this is a little more difficult. For what movie did Tom Hanks score his first Academy Award nomination? Max? Max? I think Max, it just said it. Apollo 13.
0: No. Fuck. Uh, Anybody? Are there uh, rebuzzes? On?
1: Um, I'm going to say uh, Saving Private Ryan.
0: No. Um. Corey, but um, Forrest Gump. No,
1: it was actually big. God, that's oh. what I was thinking. I was gonna say big
0: right then. Ah, uh, oh, that's early Academy earlier. Yeah. earlier. It I d- it did not consider uh, big an Academy Award. I know, like, right? but mm-hmm. not that I love it. I, loved it's good. I,
1: like, I think that movie was crap. I hated that movie.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, I like that movie.
1: That Oscar worthy.
0: No. That's childhood in a, in a movie. Oh, Corey, that was a, that was a good time right there. Uh, we have a lot of fun with those guys, and I can't wait to do it again.
1: Yep, we'll have them on real soon.
0: Sure, Well, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, you know, Corey, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is one called Zach to the Future. Oh,
0: that is the Saved by the Bell podcast. If it I'm is. not mistaken, it's with
1: Dashel. I think it's Dashel Driscoll. I think that's his name.
0: Mm. Is it? Yes. Yeah, uh, sure. That sure. sounds that sounds fine.
1: Yeah. 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 And uh, Mr. MPG himself, Mark yeah. Paul Gosler. One of the guys we've all, all all men our age have looked up to, you know, with the hair. He's got the hair.
0: He does. And the know? phone.
1: And the phone. And he's got Bayside High oh. under his wing. It's
0: basically everybody in our age category, uh, you know, really <laughs> uh, <laughs> <the> far <laughs> <laughs> We all identify with the characters of Saved by the Bell as being sort of analogs for our own high school experiences.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Now, if we've ever had the opportunity to to meet one of them on set, perhaps in their dressing room. Sure. When, when you're trying to get your your autograph book signed while you are on set as a colleague.
0: Or, you know, or uh, second tier colleague. Second tier <laughs> colleague.
1: So still, still you're, you're working, you know, you're getting paid and you walk into the dressing room. You're like, hey, yo, MPG, which is I'm sure how our, our next guest. <laughs> Referred to him as when he was a little little kid.
0: That's right. We we can't get we no. We did not interview Mark Paul Gossler.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. We did not interview Mark Paul Gossler, but we did interview the kid that
0: got his autograph <laughs> Yeah, that got to meet <laughs> Mark Paul Gosselaar. Yeah, we we sat down with a uh, acting friend of mine, Richard Martinez.
1: Hey, he's friends of mine too. Well, now I sat he's down friends with of them. yours. All um, people on the Switch the Envelope show are now both of our collective friends. If, if
0: we've had an experience through this podcast with anybody, they're immediately best friends. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> Dick. Uh, I mean, genuinely, I've I've enjoyed every experience we, we've had with these people. Uh, in in a true heartfelt okay, okay. friendship. Okay. All right, I'm how, not, how I don't need to, I don't need yeah, to now move it on. Move it along. <laughs> move it along. But we sat down with uh, improv comedian, uh, singer, actor, writer uh, Richard Martinez. And he told us a bunch of behind-the-scenes stories. His early acting career consisted of a lot of background work on, like, every 90s sitcom. <laughs> and he was on the set of uh, Say by the Bell, in the college years, when he actually got a chance to meet Mark Paul Gossler in his dressing room. And the story is hilarious.
1: Yeah, and he's also got a couple other ones, so um,
0: enjoy. And, yeah, I think he yeah. talks about the nanny.
1: Yeah, he at, talks about at some point, meaning Friend
0: Drescher, n- is a really interesting conversation. We go into so many other things other than just his background work in the actual episode. So you should go and check that out as well.
1: The actual episode's a little heavy, but yeah, enjoy this one.
0: But it's real good.
4: was on an episode of um saved by the bell the college years uh
0: the the best of uh, the series yeah yeah it really was
4: uh it was the first season and it was an it was like their special thanksgiving episode where they brought in a bunch of guest stars um and so the the premise of the episode was was you know they were bringing in like some homeless youth to have dinner at the college or whatever and I was one of the homeless youth and uh it, it it so you know again little closet boy uh, Mark Paul Gossler, uh, Mario Lopez, Jonathan Brandis, who you just mentioned, was also was a special guest on that episode. And he was one of the coolest people that I had a chance to interact with in my in, in that career of, of being uh, a background artist. Um, <laughs> he invited the extras like up to his dressing room. And uh, one of the other actors or guest actors on the show was uh, was six from Blossom, uh, Jenna oh. Von Hoy Yeah, we were just like hanging out in the dressing room and just like talking about like the field and just like just cool things. And I remember thinking like, "Oh, this is a cool guy. This is a cool guy." Um, So I did a lot of stuff, a lot of shows, and you just got a variety of 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 different people. Some were some were really cool. Some were not. Um, And you know, when the the ones that were cool really stood out. You know. Yeah, I bet. And that's something that, uh, yeah, I remember I was on an episode of uh, The Nanny, and I was backstage, and there was, like, a script, like, just hanging out backstage, so I just, I would, like, picked it up, and it was just, like, flipping through it, waiting for my my cue, and it turned out to be, like, Fran Drescher's script, and she came up behind oh. me, and she was like, oh, I need that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, and she's like, oh, no, I'll get you a script, like, I'll autograph it for you, and that, that you know, and I was like, oh, that's dope. cool thank you and like she didn't have to and she you know she's she's busy working right now and she took the time to like go do that which was yeah i really appreciated those moments especially as a kid yeah. you know like they, they they didn't no one has to be kind no one has to be and it's cool right when
1: you, are. you know right now mark paul gossler is kind of having a renaissance uh did you ever have any interaction with him mark paul gossler he
4: was one yeah, uh, I didn't get to talk to him very much like during Save by the Bell, but he was... Um, I tried to get like everybody's autograph uh, as much as I could. I had a little, had a little autograph book, and it, it was like the end of the day, and it was around Halloween. And I went to his, like we were leaving, my mom was like, we, we, me and my mom were leaving. And we saw him in the dressing room. I was like, "Oh, let me like just go real quick and like ask." And he was, I believe, getting ready for like a Halloween party in like halfway like drag getup. I don't know what he was going as. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he had like full like That's makeup awesome. on, no wig yet. But I remember thinking like, "Oh, this is cool." Like, and I wanted to like because I was taking pictures uh, pictures with people too, and I wanted to like get that picture.
0: But I knew the answer would probably be no. <laughs> Not without my wig. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely how you want to meet every celebrity
1: um i would have loved to have that story oh
0: man for the rest of my you life you just catch them off guard while they're in not, I mean, their not normal necessarily
1: form. not necessarily in there you know while they're changing no
0: not like, changing but like to, <laughs> that he was just dressed in the weirdest costume ever you know the context of that is is so great <clears throat> yeah we uh we loved listening to all of Richard's behind the scenes, uh, little stories that that he had. That that moment with Fred Drescher is so sweet. Uh, you know that that is it, it really puts uh faith in some of the people in Hollywood, <laughs> you know that that they're not all pretentious egomaniacs. That some of them really are just really really nice people.
1: I think it's time, Corey, for our last clip. Ah, there's so many more, Jeff, of the show. All right, well we you know though. There are so many more, and if you would like to go to those and listen to them, go ahead and go to switchtheenvelope.com. Check us out at Apple Podcasts at Switch the Envelope, or check us out on Spotify, Switch the Envelope. Check out all of our social media at switchtheenvelope.com, on Instagram, or at switchenvelope on Twitter. <laughs> nice plugs. I wasn't plugging. I was oh, just trying to— Oh, yeah, yeah. I was I just, just giving out some information, man.
0: Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah, all right, fine. If we have to choose a, a final one, let's choose one that uh, has me singing in it. Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, I like that. jeez. I like that, Corey. This is really not... Mm-mm. I mean, I'm not like singing, singing. I'm just doing a Randy Newman impersonation.
1: <laughs> exactly. But it's also one with our friends from the Measuring the Score podcast. Yes. We, uh, As we said before, we like to talk and interact with some other podcasts, and sometimes we come across some real fun people, and we have a good, honest conversation, and it's just a good time. And we laugh a lot. And we say and a lot. (laughs) So if we can say and any more times, then we will definitely get our name out there with combos.
0: (laughs) We had a great time with Chris and Leslie for Measuring the Score, where we talked about scores for the first time on this (laughs) on this podcast believe it or not the category of the oscars that we discuss with them and the topic being of, that
1: we're both musicians we have never talked about chris i know
0: it's here. it's weird we we do have one other like music themed episode uh but that's pretty much it so we got to dive into a part of the oscars that we don't ever really talk about and it was so interesting because chris actually scores movies like he has been paid to write music for movies it was really interesting to get his perspective on wait Corey. It best score movie all time go oh best movie score of all time so hard jeff uh, oh come on Best I mean, one
1: you you have one let's one. pretend that let's pretend that you're listening to records i mean the one, one record
0: the one from this episode that won the oscar john williams indiana jones score is pretty oh, freaking epic
1: whatever okay i'm going to say pirates of the caribbean
0: oh dum 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 not don't edit this that's not censoring dun, me.
1: <laughs> dun, 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 da, da, dun.
0: Yeah, no it's that's, that's a great score. Agreed. Uh so please enjoy. <laughs> uh oh w- word of word of warning, uh there are a few buzzer sounds that is Jeff editing out uh, my two spot on Corey is so good at doing <laughs> Randy Newman. We had to actually edit them, so we did not get sued. We were af- Jeff was afraid that you know the sound scrubbing software would pick that up, and the waveform would be so exact to Randy Newman that we might get sued. So he is
1: just too good. So here we go with Chris and Leslie from Measuring the Score podcast. We hope you enjoy this.
2: minimalistic music. And and Chris I is like, to, well, this is
0: a horror movie. He's like,
2: I just want some minimalistic music in the background. I want the story to tell itself. And so Chris I, I like, basically
0: had to go back and just scale everything back and just have like like a lone very, violin. Yeah, one line violin playing one note, very, very low and bass and everything else. And that was it. I have a rule.
1: If there's no oboe, it's no go. <laughs> All right. so That's where I'm at with On Golden Pond.
0: Especially Pawn. if you're going to do a movie that Features ducks. Exactly. <laughs> Come
2: on. You need a bassoon at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least.
1: Because the bassoon right. was the duck in Peter and the Wolf.
0: Right. So hello. <laughs> oh, cool. Contrabass in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? yeah. Contra-
3: could have had a contrabass when he goes flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> Movie number four.
0: All right. Our next film, our penultimate film on the list here. Ragtime composed by Randy Newman. I, I was telling Jeff before we started here too, like the little ragtime little riff would happen. And then I was just waiting for it to resolve. But dun, 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 dun. I was just waiting for that the entire time. <laughs> That's a very good impression. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, no, It was great. It's almost spot on.
0: Uh, it's the only impression I really do a hundred percent is uh, Randy Newman, but he's not in hot demand. So, you know, except for this particular episode <laughs> <In> this particular <laughs> moment in time i mean and all of his songs sound the same you know you just rattle through all of his melodies and just splice together all of his uh is that
1: what uh family guy stuff. did when they, they were they lost they might have yeah they were yeah. lost somewhere and, and and he just kept playing like i love he, it he just kept playing everything and just changing the
0: yeah it was yeah it's the same <laughs> song over and over again and That's really so <laughs> this score is the same Randy Newman song over and over it again. Really is. You're going to hear for another three decades. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that score would work in City Slickers.
1: Another mashup.
0: <laughs> I think it would. <laughs> it
1: might. Another horses, mashup. And like what about Indiana Jones and in Toy Story? And <laughs> Randy Newman as the person that scores Newman, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you got, got a friend in me. Come on. It's gonna roll. He's <laughs> running away Andy from, from the natives it. holding the yeah. you know the, the idol. As he's running these like the Nazis faces are melting. You got uh, me. I love it. All right. Uh, <laughs> does it work with the film? Like does it match tone and I think absolutely.
1: No, it should have been Danny Elfman doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, because he no, was no, no, Oingo no. Boingo at the time.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, so Oingo Boingo should have known. I this. think it's actually still so pre. Boingo. Boingo. I think this is pre Oingo Boingo. Boingo. I think this is when he's in the band before Oingo Boingo oh, in oh, eighty, oh, they're oh. like the circus of Boingo Boingo or mm. something.
0: No, no, it should have been Oingo Boingo and Randy Newman. <laughs> there <laughs> oh, we <laughs>
2: go. I think my head just blew up.
0: Well, that concludes our trip down memory lane. Yeah, oh. we're not
1: going to give you any more.
0: That's it. Nope. You got to go subscribe on your favorite podcast app and, you know, just scroll through the past episodes. Pick one at random. They're all great. Trust They're all us.
1: awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed uh, our little trip down memory lane as we gear up for our 100th episode that should be dropping the next time an episode drops in your feed if you've just subscribed
1: yeah there's some uh, there's some episodes out there that we didn't have a chance to get to i mean just some honorable mentions we have the episode that we did with curtis anderson and renee bordelon that just dropped a couple of weeks ago so good that was very good episode
0: yeah we, we talked with them about indie films and they are indie film producers and actors and stuff and they had incredible insights and curtis can tell a story such a great episode it was awesome We also want to mention our episode with the
1: YouTuber Pentex. It was an episode where we went over the movie The Rock, in which we talk about his theory that the movie The Rock is just another James Bond film. It was a fantastic analysis of Bond films and all things Sean Connery. Wonderful episode. We really enjoyed it. Plus, he was in New Zealand, so, I mean, uh, that was an interesting conversation. As for all the other 98 episodes we wish we could show you all of them but we can't do that in the short amount of time of this episode so we thought we could give you what Corey. what could we give them
0: well we we wanted to give you a susan right just a little taste if you haven't heard you know some of these episodes some of them go back a, a little further in in our history if you if you've never listened to an episode here's a little taste of uh some of the times that we've spent with some of our wonderful guests that have uh We've been so lucky to be able to have sat down with over the last uh, couple years, and uh, you know, we we hope to continue in in these footsteps for more guests and more conversations and really more times. But honestly, Jeff, because everybody that we interact with becomes our best friend, just more friends. <laughs> and that's also, all I'm looking Corey, for. I'm what very We want to
1: do. <laughs> Before we hit our 100th episode, we want to say that the only reason we are here doing this is because we have so many of you out there listening. Our fan base has grown exponentially since we started this, and we are so happy that you're out there listening to us. Thank you so much. Corey, every week, comes on here and tells you that just to tell a friend and listen to us every week when we post these, and you are obviously doing that because we have had so much growth in our in our episodes and our shows, and we thank you for doing that.
0: Yes, absolutely. We set a new annual record this year for downloads, and we have you to thank. And there's there's really nothing more to it.
1: Thank you very much, everybody, and we are going to say goodbye right now after our dedication, because we haven't had one for a Ooh, long time. A
0: dedication. S- are, are we officially retiring this after 100, epi- exactly. Uh, 100 episodes? Exactly. So we
1: only have one more to do, so we have to officially dedicate this episode.
0: And all 99 episodes.
1: And all 99 episodes. <laughs> we are going to dedicate this episode to the one, the only... The mustache. Mr. Sam, motherfucking Elliot.
0: Sam Elliot, we love you. And if you ever want to come on the show, if we can if, do it, please. If,
1: that should be our 100th episode. Oh, how
0: great would it be if our 100th episode was us Sam interviewing Elliot. Sam Elliot?
1: Okay, I'm, I'm calling up his agent yeah. right now.
0: Spoiler alert, switches, it's not. But <laughs> if you out there know how we can get in touch with Sam Elliot, or if you can put us in touch with Sam Elliot. Uh, we will, I'll buy you a t-shirt. I'll, I'll get you another one of those fucking yodeling pickles. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But anyway, go uh, follow us on Instagram at switch envelope or on, <clears throat> or on Twitter at switch envelope. Of course you can always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your switch the envelope needs. When you're there, you can click on your favorite podcast subscription icon and hit subscribe where you listen to podcasts until next time. Happy 100 episodes. We're not there yet. (sighs) Almost. The next one will be the 100th episode, Corey. Thank you for coming along this journey. This is
1: just the best of.
0: Go see some movies. Go listen to our old episodes. (laughs) And we'll see you later, Switches.
1: See you later, Switches. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh production. Switch the Envelope is written by Jeff and Corey. Switch the Envelope is mixed by Jeff at Studio 85.
0: Switch the Envelope are the official, unofficial brand spokespersons for combos. Combos.